Welcome back to Office Chats, a podcast presented by Madam Blue. I'm your host, Valeria, and today's guest is Sarah Brennan Hughes, the founder of Rowley. Rowley is an upscale resale platform that offers bridal essentials for every occasion. While weddings are a time of love and celebration, they can also come with financial burdens and lead to buying outfits for multiple occasions just for them to end up sitting in your closet. This is what led Sarah to create Rowley and give brides an opportunity to shop for quality secondhand pieces. In this episode, Sarah chats about her journey to launching an e-commerce business, her vision for Rowley's future, and valuable lessons for aspiring business owners. Let's get into the show. Sarah, it's great to have you on the podcast. I'd love to get started by having you introduce yourself and tell listeners a little bit about your career background. Yes, of course. It's, I mean, it's so exciting to be here. So thank you for having me. So I'm Sarah Brennan Hughes. I am the founder of Rowley, which is um, an upscale resale bridal wear platform. So we focus on all types of bridal wear, anything from your engagement party, bridal shower to your rehearsal dinner, wedding day, you name it. So just providing brides a more affordable and sustainable way to shop for any of their wedding celebrations. Before Roly, this was actually like quite the career pivot. Um, so before this, I was leading um, some of our creator content partnerships over at Twitter. I was there for the last like five and a half years or so. Um, in my role, I was working with our brand partners on the platform and helping them with their content strategy and content production and creator partnerships. So a really fun industry to be in. Um, but yeah, like a total pivot for me um, career-wise. And where are you based currently? Oh my gosh. I always like feel like I have to provide such an explanation when I get this question. It's so random. So I'm living in Lake Tahoe right now, which is like beautiful, but just such a random place to live full time. Um, we're here. My husband and I are here. Um, for a job opportunity for him. Um, and before that, I was in Chicago for many years. And then I was in New York for a hot second. I had moved to New York in like January, 2020. So like oh, wow. two months and then the world shut down. <laughs> I love Tahoe. That's such a great place to be. I mean, especially during the summer, it's just gorgeous. Yes, I'm I'm a summer girl. The snow mm-hmm. can get a bit much for me. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying the sunshine we have now. That's nice. Well, I definitely want to dig into like how your background translated to what you're doing now. But first, I want to learn what really inspired you to start Roly. Yeah, great question. Um, so I think like my personal experience of getting married really inspired it. Um, like, you know, all these things as, you know, an outsider and thinking about your wedding day. But being in the trenches of it is like when I really experienced how just how much pressure goes into being a bride and And really realize that weddings are like no longer just a one weekend thing. They are, you know, months, sometimes even a year's worth of celebrations, whether it's your engagement party, your engagement photos, bridal shower, bachelorette party. So it's all these different events and, you know, it's just so fun. It's amazing to feel like so loved during this time in your life, but it can be a lot of pressure too. And it can become like a financial burden that you are constantly buying new outfits for every single occasion and can feel a bit wasteful if you know you're going to buy this outfit, wear it for three hours and it's basically good as new. Then it goes and sits in your closet or like worse, just goes to a landfill or something. So there's that financial and environmental responsibility in the back of your head as well. And so I really wanted to create a place 
where brides could shop resale and do so in, you know, just a more efficient and inspirational manner. So like I was a bride who wanted to shop resale and I, I did shop and sell resale for my wedding, but I just remember like being up at like three in the morning, scrolling different resale platforms and being overwhelmed and having to dig through so much inventory because so much of it was just not even relevant to, to weddings, bridal. And so I felt like there was an opportunity to create this space for brides to come on and not only shop, but get some inspiration too. So if you have your bachelorette party coming up and you don't know what you want to wear, what you want to see, what other brides have worn or what brands are popular right now, um, just a place that's dedicated to all of your bridal wear celebrations, like just being able to like scroll through and, and get some of that inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I was mentioning <clears throat> with existing resale, there is so much inventory that you are constantly digging. I feel like for hours to just find any, to find something that's relevant to you. So I wanted to make a space that you could get inspiration for what you wanted to wear and just, you know, make it a very unique and tailored experience and not have to do all that digging. It's such a no brainer to me, especially because like you said, there are so many like resale apps out there, but none of them are curated specifically for a bride and all the events that entail a wedding. So I think it's super smart. And I want to learn because I know you launched recently. So I wanted to learn more about how you went about building that network of sellers and buyers once you were ready to launch. So, so word of mouth was like a big, I feel like growth factor for us. Um, I feel like brides are always asking each other questions and recommendations. So I knew that if we could give um, a bride, whether she's buying or selling with us, if we could, you know, give her a really positive experience on the platform and give her, you know, like a personal experience and, you know, helping her through the process. I felt like if we could provide that for brides, they would go and tell their friends and their family. And so that's proved to be true. We've gotten a lot of like word of mouth momentum. Um, and then I mean, no surprise, social media has been a really big way to connect with brides all over the country. Like I feel like I'm constantly DMing with women who are, you know, whether like we're talking about what they want to wear for a certain occasion or where they're going for their honeymoon. So that's been like a really, really big connector for us. And then to your point, like given that we are relatively new in the space, um, I definitely relied on, you know, a network of friends and family to, you know, help get that momentum going. Like the first people to list with us were all my best friends who I just got married, um, who I knew had closets full of white, white dresses. So that was like a big one to kind of help like build up that momentum. And now I definitely say like social word of mouth have really helped us grow. Mm-hmm. The other thing I thought was really interesting while going through your website was that there is kind of like a really thought out process of the criteria for someone to list something and for it to be sold. So can you walk me through the process of like how a seller lists their items? and how the pricing is determined for people looking to buy. Yeah, of course. And I'm, I'm glad you noticed that. So thank you. We put, we put a lot of thought into it. It's very easy for someone to list their items. So they'll go on, create their account, and you become a seller. And then we walk you through just a list of requirements. So it's things like, what brand is it? What size is it? Have you, has it been altered? Are there any imperfections? We require, you know, lots of photos to be uploaded so we can, you know, see the item. If somebody has photos from the actual event that they wore it to. That's always really fun and helpful. So all of those requirements we build into the process of creating your listing. Another part that was important to me that I feel like makes our listing process a bit unique is that you can, as a seller, decide whether or not you're open to price negotiations. Some people are, they're not 
set on a certain number, they're open to seeing what they can get. Whereas other people, maybe it's new with tags and so it's never been worn. So they're more firm on a price, which is totally fair. So we wanted users to be able to own that experience. And so you can, it's like a little toggle. You can turn it on and off, whether or not people can make offers or if they need to buy it as is. And then you submit it to us for review. We make sure that photos are clear, good quality, that you've like included all the relevant information that we need, um, that we think a seller or a buyer would be interested in, and then we'll push it live on the site. And as a business, are you incurring shipping costs or what is that process like? So the buyer will pay for the shipping cost. Um, so we have some like built-in partnerships. So we do get a discount on shipping when you uh, ship through Rolly, which is really helpful. Um, so yes, at checkout, that gets added to your total cost. And then from the seller perspective, we want to make it really easy for you to ship that item off. So once the order has been processed, you can log into your Rolly dashboard and um, just actually download a shipping label directly in there. So it's paid for, it has the buyer's address to make that shipping process really easy on both ends. Nice. I know you launched pretty recently. Have you come across like any challenges or bugs with the, the app or the platform that you've been able to like fix once you got users to actually engage with the site and everything like that? Yes, definitely. I mean, as a new platform, I mean, I feel like even with existing platforms, there's always some type of bug or you're, you're just learning as you're seeing how people interact with the platform. It's like, oh, they're using that differently than I thought they would. Or maybe this filter isn't as important to some of our users. Um, so let's deprioritize that. So definitely a learning process with, you know, how people are using the technology, how they're interacting with each other. And then I'd say like just being new in the overall wedding and resale space, you know, is a challenge in and of itself. And there are a lot of, I mean, there's risk and reward with shopping resale. And I think both are pretty equal to each other. So it's building up that trust and credibility with our community to, you know, prove that we are reliable. We have great brands, our sellers are responsive. We have, you know, all of our inventory is really high quality. So that's something that we definitely, like was really important to us and something that we're always like continuing to, to prove out. I'm curious how long, like you had the idea for this business in mind before launching this year in 2023. Yeah. So that's like, I feel like a big kind of like misconception that some people think that it happened overnight. It definitely did not. So Rolly was probably in the works for over a year or so before we launched, before I even like announced that we were going to launch because we like teased it to, to get some promotion out there. So there was like a lot of friends and family who saw really early iterations of it, gave, you know, a lot of feedback, different perspectives, if they were a bride or if they had friends that were getting married and get them to weigh in. So it was, you know, a really, I feel like involved process with a small group of people, but yeah, it was, it was in the works for over a year or so. Mm -hmm. And were you um, outsourcing some of the help to actually develop the app and the site or taking on by yourself? Like walk me through a little bit of that startup journey for you. Yeah, definitely. So, so it was, I feel like similar to any side hustle, it would get started as a nights and weekends passion project. So I'd finish my day job. And like off to work, I would go on Roly. Um, a lot of it from the beginning started as just research and figuring out, like I had this gut feeling that there was a need for this marketplace. 
but you know, digging into different bridal wear trends and resale trends, um, and I'm really proving out that I felt like there was a need for this. And then once I, you know, had all of that collected, I did enlist some support. I work with a small software development team in New York. Um, they're called Algo Software, and they build all different types of marketplaces. So I've been working with them. I still do work with them to actually build the site. And then my background being in content and marketing, I was able to take on a lot of the branding and, you know, getting us up and running. But now um, have started to partner with a handful of different folks, whether they're PR specialists or paid media specialists. So, you know, leaning on people for their, for their expertise. Mm -hmm. Very cool. You mentioned research was a big part of the startup journey. I recently saw a report that kind of proves your business case where it talked about how inflation has impacted the wedding industry. I'm sure mm -hmm. anyone who's planned a wedding feels that very personally, <laughs> but basically the report said that 77% of wedding vendors said that they'd be raising their rates in 2023. And so I'm curious if throughout this process of launching Roly, you've seen changes in consumer behavior or attitudes towards pre-loved items, or maybe people were once like more precious about wanting something brand totally. new, never been worn. Now they're more accepting or even excited about buying something secondhand. Yeah. So, I mean, I think like all those points are spot on. Like it is no secret. It is expensive to be a bride. Um, like the global bridal wear industry is, you know, in multi-billions of dollars. And so, we, like you said, we're seeing a lot of consumer behavior change. Like I will be chatting with brides and so often I hear, I know I could buy this for retail, but I got retail price, but I don't want to spend that much money or I'm only going to wear it for a few hours. I can't justify, you know, buying and buying and buying all these new items. So we're seeing like a huge explosion within resale at large. Um, it's expected to grow upwards of like 120% in the next few years. So people are becoming more comfortable with it. And I think part of what is driving that is, yes, the financial burden, things are becoming more expensive. You're realizing you can, you know, circle your wardrobe out. You don't need to pay all this money for something you're only going to wear once or a few times. You can like expand that life cycle and then you're, you know, saving money or recouping some of your money by selling it. And then I think even beyond the financial responsibility, there's, just been such an environmental responsibility too. Like I was saying, things sit in your closet forever or worse, go to a landfill. And we've seen just a lot of people being less and less prone to buying a new item for every single, every single event. And I think that the younger generations have also made it really cool and fun to shop resale. It's almost like a game. It's like, oh, I found this incredible dress, but I, you know, only paid this much for it or it was only worn once or it's new with tags. No one's ever worn it. And I got it for 50% off. So I feel like it's like a, you know, complete shift in consumer behavior that whether it's price driven or environmentally driven, that it's now become this like very exciting and encouraging thing to, to shop resale. Mm -hmm. I hundred percent agree. It's also cool to thrift shop. Yeah, there's, exactly. There's all those like TikTok trends of like come thrifting with me and people want to see like what is 100%. out there. Because it is like finding a little hidden gem when you when you find something that's secondhand that you also love and it fits you and everything like that. Exactly. It's like the most rewarding thing ever. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. What has been the biggest challenge you've had to overcome while launching an e-commerce business? Yeah. So, I mean, I think to my point 
earlier of just like building up that trust and credibility, being brand new to the industry. Like we were saying, there is such a sentimental attachment to weddings, whether you're buying or selling. So breaking into that industry is, you know, certainly a challenge and not something I take lightly. And so that's been, you know, a really big thing for us to really prove out our credibility and trust with our community. And then, I mean, this is a great problem for us to have, but there's been such a demand to shop resale. I think similar to what you're saying, like, like with TikTok and with just being able to find these hidden gems, it's just become the norm and like very, very cool and exciting to shop resale. So we always want to make sure that we are fulfilling our site or like just continuing to get new inventory with top brands. Like I feel like a lot of brides are always looking for like Reformation or Retrofet, Colgaia, Zimmerman, whatnot. Like we want to make sure that we have those amazing brands for them to shop um, and that we're constantly growing our inventory, whether it's in terms of styles or sizing. And so we just want to make sure that we are always providing, you know, as much optionality and whatnot to brides mm-hmm. so they can find their perfect look. So it's been a good problem to have. Like when we we had just started doing some marketing before we even launched the site. And we already had like thousands of users on our wait list, which was wow. so exciting. And then of course I was like, oh my gosh, now we have to get dresses for all these women. So it's been fun. And it's been exciting, We, you know, to see what women are ready to part ways with, or they bought two sizes and missed the return window. So we're always seeing different ways of getting inventory. Got to always make sure that we're, we're replenishing the site. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there's a huge opportunity too, and I'm sure this is something that you've you're maybe it's already in the works considering your background, but uh, partnering with like influencers, especially because they're already kind of doing this thing where they're sharing you know outfit details and links to to you know shop their looks and things like that. So exactly. I can imagine that would be a great marketing opportunity. Yes, and I love working you know with influencers, especially at this like exciting time in their life. So. Yeah, so we've dipped into that a bit. Um, for one of our influencers that we worked with for launch, she sold she sold her engagement party dress, and it was beautiful, amazing condition, and it actually was like sold out everywhere online. You could only shop at resale, basically. So it felt also a bit exclusive that we were not like if you were looking for this dress and this size, you can now get it from someone you may love and follow already. It's fun to be able to get get them involved and extend the life cycle of their outfit that they loved and look great in, but they don't need it anymore. For sure. The income stream for Roly is the like percentage of a sale. Is that correct? Correct. Um, so we take a 20% commission on all sales, um, which we felt was very standard to the <clears throat> types of resale that currently exists for our style being peer-to-peer. Um, so yeah, so sellers get to determine the price that they're selling for, and then they'll make 80% of the sale price. Yeah, super fair. And do you still own 100% of the business? I own majority of it. We had just started working uh, with some smaller investments. So we are starting to give away a bit of equity, as well as bringing on freelancers or contractors to get them in part of the part of the journey too. So I own the majority of it, but we are starting to to break away a bit. <laughs> That's exciting though, especially like so early on in the business to have a lot of interest. I, I mean, it like you said, it is a huge industry that you're tapping into. So that makes sense. But what has that process been like for you to, to be having those conversations with investors? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so I started off like I actually, I bootstrapped the company myself um, to get it off the ground, which I was like, extremely proud of. Um, 
And once we actually launched, I was able to do um, just a smaller friends and family round. And so, you know, connecting with people who believed in the business, the vision of it, and then myself as a founder. Um, And then, yeah, it's been really interesting to connect with different potential investors, whether they've always done this or they're coming from different walks of life and, you know, have more of an interest in just the wedding space overall. So it's been, it's been really interesting. And I think that a lot of people that I've talked to have either had, you know, startup experience or have advised on other startups. So it's really interesting just to get different perspectives from people who have been there before. I've seen companies go through similar transitions and whatnot. So, so yeah, it's an, it's an exciting time. That's awesome. I'm curious if there were any specific like experiences throughout your life or just, you know, career that influenced your decision to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I'd say like, I didn't set out to be an entrepreneur. Like I wasn't like, okay, I want to make a wedding business. Like that's my goal. But I think that when I was getting married and talking to all my friends and family who have been in similar situations and like experienced frustrations within the bridal wear shopping industry. I just felt like there was like a glaring opportunity that I could not get out of my head. So it was like a constant daydream of like, oh, what if there was this or how, how much easier would it be if we could like shop this way? And so it was like this idea in my head for so long. And finally I was like, okay, you either need to like move on or do something about it. So So I did. So I just, that's when I started, you know, digging into a bunch of research and figuring out how you can actually make a marketplace come to life. I saw the opportunity there and I knew in my heart, I was so passionate about it. Like weddings are such a fun time. I loved getting Mm -hmm. married. I mean, I guess it depends which day you asked me. There's also the stressors that come with it. Um, But it's just such a happy time. And I just felt like it was a perfect intersection of, you know, my personal passions and excitement as well as this entrepreneurial drive. Um, And then you know, being just such a exciting time in a woman's life. So being able to help them in any way possible. Yeah. And to your point, I think not being able to get an idea or a goal out of your head is a great indicator of how passionate you are for it. So if, if there's a good idea that's consuming your thoughts, taking action on it is the only way that you're going to find out what that idea is actually worth. Exactly. And I felt like that was right. Like the best sign. I was like, I wake up in the morning and I'm having my coffee I'm daydreaming about it. I'm like, Sarah, you have, you have other things going on. You need to either like do something or stop daydreaming. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, what has been the most rewarding experience since launching Roly? I'm curious if you can share like any customer feedback or just like founder moments that you feel proud of and want to share. So, I mean, for sure, the most rewarding is like just all the different women I've been able to connect with. Like from both the buying and the selling side. Like, so I'm, you know, messaging with buyers when they're really excited that they've sold something like, Oh my God, this was like by far my favorite dress that I wore. I just like, obviously can't wear it again because I'm it's white and it screams bridal. Like I'm so excited for someone else to have this. And so like sharing in their excitement with them to you know, get the, get the dress onto somebody else or from the buyer side, there's a woman who's actually bought and sold a handful of things with us. She's like in the midst of her year-long wedding journey then her bridal shower was a few weeks ago we were like actually like texting because she had a few different outfit options and you know sending me photos of them we're like oh it's gonna be a game time decision um I mean and this is someone that I've just met through through starting Roly. like I said it's just such a happy time in a woman's life that it's like to play even a small part in that is 
is so fun. So that's like definitely the the women I've connected with have has been so rewarding. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm sure it's just the start. You know, there's gonna be so many more stories like that that you'll get to be a part of, and it's it's nice because you're actually you know helping them in a happy time, but can also be stressful. So being able to right. take a little bit of that stress away and just help them find what they're looking for. Totally. And like, I mean, one more story um, of thinking like it's such a happy time, but like helping them. So we just actually sold a wedding dress. It was brand new, never altered. Essentially, I think the initial bride who had bought it just went a total different direction with her wedding. So it needed to get this one off her hands. And it was such a beautiful dress and she got it for such a good price. And I was so excited that, you know, we could, she could still wear her dream dress and it had literally never been touched. Like alterations were going to be one of a kind special for her. And she was able to do that because she could get it at such a good price. So it's things like that where you also realize how much you're helping brides in this like crazy time has been exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. And I told her, I was like, send me pictures from your wedding. She's like, I will. It's not till 2024, but I'll send them to you. (laughs) Yeah. She has to, that has to go on the Instagram, right? Exactly. So I'm (laughs) I'm very excited to see those photos. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I'm curious what your long-term vision is for Roli. Um, maybe any specific goals or milestones that you'd like to achieve that you can share with listeners. Yeah, I, I have a lot of dreams for it. Like you said, we're just starting out. So it's been so exciting to see, you know, how many brides we've been able to connect with and what we've been able to accomplish. But I think there's a lot of fun opportunities. Like we were saying, shopping vintage is is so in right now and so fun. So like maybe there's a world where we can, you know, go out there and be curating really high-end, one-of-a-kind vintage items for our brides to shop. Or we can expand to different women within the wedding. Is it wedding guests or, you know, mother of the bride, flower girl? I just feel like there, you know, resale is such a big opportunity within the wedding space and just being able to, you know, help provide that more affordable and sustainable option because inevitably, you know, people will continue to get married. People will continue to be in weddings and just being able to really help kind of reshape that shopping experience. Mm -hmm. And then I also think like Rowley can just be a really good resource. I think that you are like inundated with so much information. Like if you Google something, you're going to get 500 results. So whether it's, you know, different wedding trends or vendor recommendations, whatever it may be, I think that I'd just love to, you know, be able to have Rowley as a platform to support these women in this, you know, very monumental, exciting time in their life. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm so excited for you because it is like, thank you. It already looks and feels so built out and like ready. I mean, it is ready to go. People are already using it, but that there are still so many opportunities because it is such a huge industry and it is something that's nonstop. Like you said, people get married like every weekend. So, right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited to watch it grow and I'm oh, like thank happy you. so much. Yeah, I'm happy you shared kind of the the inspiration behind it and where you see it going because that's that's really interesting to me. But I like to close out, yeah, no problem. I like to close out each episode by asking our guests to provide a few words of wisdom. So I'd love to know what is your biggest piece of advice for founders and entrepreneurs? I have two. Uh, one it. I think I kind of touched on slightly. The first one is being like an idea. It's just an idea until you act on it. Like no one's going to tell you to do so. So if you have an idea you're passionate about, go run with it. Um, and that's, I feel like what it really took for me personally to, to get really off the ground. Then the second piece of advice I actually heard from somebody recently that I really liked, um, but I feel like it's very relevant right now, um, but that discipline is 
just as important as your motivation. So in order to get the work done, you sometimes you got to put in the late nights, long hours, whatnot. Um, you do have to be incredibly disciplined. So those are my two, my two pieces of advice for anyone looking to jump into that entrepreneurial space. I love it. Yeah, that's so important. It is, it is the less glamorous side of entrepreneurship, oh, yeah. right? It's actually doing the work sometimes you don't want to do it, but you have to. And that's the only way things are going to start moving and shaking. Exactly. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining Office Chats. It's been so nice to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'd love to have you let everyone know where they can keep up with you and Roly online and on social media. Yes. So if you are shopping or selling with us or you just want to browse, we are shoproly.com and Roly is R-O-W-E-L-Y. And then we're on Instagram. We're at Shop Roly. We do a lot of fun giveaways, uh, influencer collaborations. We're constantly sharing new inventory. So a lot of fun things going on there. And then TikTok, we're also Shop Roly um, or at Shop Roly. And we have been working on a few fun things behind the scenes on TikTok. So keep an eye out in the next few weeks or so. We'll, we'll, we'll really be ramping up over there. Thank you so much to Sarah for joining me on the podcast. And thank you to everyone listening. I hope you join us in the next episode of Office Chats. And if you can, leave a review and rating on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you.